Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibu First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. I thought last week's item about the new People of the Dawn Friendship Center would be a good news story. One of our guests was Patrick Park Tai, the inaugural executive director. Here's what he had to say about the vision for the new center. What they're going to be welcomed with is um, a place that's that's vibrant, uh, that's welcoming, um, and it's hopefully going to be a mix of um, activity, but I think also some some times when we can have some you know quieter, more uh, I guess reflective moments. Um, you know, for ourselves, we're, we're just starting off right now with, uh, you know, only a couple of positions, you know, my, myself and, and Paul Pike uh, looking after programming, but I'd certainly like to see, you know, more individuals from our, from our area. We've got some, you know, very talented people with uh, a lot of experience and um, practical skills that I'd love to bring in uh, to, to staff some new programs. But by sundown, the day we posted the episode, the Facebook chatter began. Patrick Park Tai is not an Indigenous person, and is that okay? Many people thought it was not, especially since there was another applicant, Candace Simon, a Mi'kmaq woman many people feel was experienced, qualified, but passed over. Though the first questions were raised by Blaine Ford, as the week wore on, it was Liz Lasaga, chief of the Flat Bay Band, who took the lead against the hiring of Patrick Park Tai. She demanded he be removed from the position and that it be reposted. And on the other side was Odell Pike, who not only is on the board of directors in charge of the new centre, but is president of the Newfoundland Aboriginal Women's Network, NON. But as the week wore on and Odell Pike issued a written statement, certain key facts emerged. Contrary to the initial allegations, the wife of Patrick Parktai is not on the board of directors of the Bay St. George Cultural Circle, the impetus behind the Friendship Centre. Tammy Parktai is, however, treasurer of NON, of which Odell Pike is president. The hiring committee was chaired by Chris Shepard, who is executive director of the St. John's Friendship Centre. By week's end, there was somewhat of a climb down from critics of the hiring. Chief Lasaga and Blaine Ford were no longer demanding that Parktai step down, but instead offering best wishes. So what just happened? On this episode of Mi'kmaq Matters, a reflection on the week that was. What are the factors that give rise to these overheated encounters? And is there a better, more respectful way to have these discussions, even when they're critical and challenging? We begin with Blaine Ford. I asked him whether he had any regrets about how the matter had been handled. I feel pretty good as of as of today. Uh, had a few issues on social media, going back and forth with different people, and uh, Chief Liz Lasaga of Flat Bay pretty much summed it all up for, for everybody in a respectful manner. Uh, I just had a few issues with a few different questions that uh, I'd had a da- needed answers to, and I, I received some answers. I'm just waiting on a letter now from uh, one of the board of directors, Odell Pike. But everything today seems pretty good. Uh, everything's uh, up to date, I guess. Uh, Odell Pike said in her letter that uh, the 
some of the back and forth could, be, could have been avoided if people asked the questions directly. Do you think that the do you have any regrets about the way the thing was handled on on social media? It gets a little it gets a little overheated on social media, as you know. And do you think there there are other maybe better ways to deal with these issues when they come up? Uh, I, I, I can't say I do have any regrets. Uh, I really don't have any regrets in anything in life. It's uh, usually sometimes happens. Uh, to me, social media is sometimes a really good key, uh, key access to information or some way to get awareness put out there to our people. It's also sometimes bad because, you know, the biggest problem with communication is people listen to reply. They don't listen to understand and the biggest problem is there's no facial expressions behind the words that are written. Some people might spell a word wrong or say things out of text, and another person will take it totally wrong, and that's where the argument starts on social media. In my questions that I put forward, as me, is my own opinion, I felt that it should have been a different process or maybe handled in a different way. Uh, in all honesty, I guess we will never know the final outcome of it all, if uh, I guess it's all up to Candace Simon if she plans on appealing her decision on losing the job position or coming second in the job position. But as regrets, no, I have no regrets. Uh, I am who I am, and that's just the way it is. I, I, I mean no harm. I meant no disrespect. I'm just trying to bring awareness to everybody. And, you know, with everything going on in... First Nations all across Canada, not just Newfoundland. It's all over the place because I've been off the island for the past little while, and there's a lot of different conflicts and a lot of different things going on all over the place. But, uh, you know, it, to me, it's I'm a type of person as we should help our own, you know. But that's just me. I'm only one person. So what, what are the issues that you think are not resolved? You say you're waiting to hear from Odell Pike. So what, what in addition to the information that's been provided, do you want to know? like to know you know uh the actual protocols for the hiring in in an indigenous friendship center kind of way i i know patrick i've worked with patrick in the past because i was on the committee for the youth of addiction and suicide in the bay st george area he is a good man i know he will do good work but he is not indigenous uh there was a lady that applied who was migma has uh quite the background in different friendship centers and different Mi'kmaq cultural teachings and, and different uh, committees, and she also has a business degree in administrative and stuff like that. So to me, uh, I don't know, it's hard to, hard to put in words. I guess I'm not one to, I'm not, uh, I don't have a master's degree or something like that. I'm just... Uh, no, I, mean, I, get, I get your point. Your, your concern is that the, the an indigenous person was not hired. My understanding is that there are no rules among friendship centers that an indigenous person has to be hired as the ED. And at the St. John's Friendship Center, the person before Chris Shepard, I understand, was not an Aboriginal person. So there are no general rules. Oh, no, so There is no joint general rules, but uh, maybe there needs to be a revamp of the protocols on the Friendship Center. Like, uh, with everything going on, like... Do you know Friendship Centers in general or just the people of the Don Friendship Center? Well, Friendship centers in general, all across uh, Mi'kma'ki, Turtle Island, all across, right from St. John's right to Vancouver. You know, we, there's a lot of people in in our culture that their family members or their grandmother or their father or their aunts and uncles have been been hurt severely by different different things that went on in the past. 
and some some people in the culture, and I'm coming from a recovering alcoholic and drug addict, some people in our culture won't open up to a non-indigenous person. It's up to the individual. Like myself, I would prefer, if I was coming off the streets as a drug addict, I would prefer to sit down with uh, an Aboriginal person or an Indigenous person that's been in my shoes, that's been where I've been, that's seen what I've been seen for opening up. Like, people don't understand. It's hard to explain if you haven't been in a, in a, in a drug addict's shoes or a recovering alcoholic's shoes. It's, it's easy for someone to have a diploma or an education in that field from a book, but if they never spent one minute on the street or they've never been to the bottom, they would never truly understand. Did you contact Adele Pike for this extra information um, yeah, I, I, by I, email? I've or? sent email, yeah. I've sent a multiple email. Uh-huh. I've received an email back from Odell. I've seen uh, one back from Jason Benoit, one back from Chief Liz, one back from Acting Chief uh, Marlene. I'm awaiting, and I received an email back from Chris. I'm still awaiting an email back from uh, Brendan Mitchell, leader of Hallelujah. And about what? What are what are you asking? For? Just you a, a, I guess answers or a, a, an opinion on my letters that I, I posted. Okay, well, I'd like to say one last thing there, Glenn. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I mean no harm, and, and I wish Patrick and and Paul all the best. Like they are great men. They they do great work, and I'm pretty sure they'll do an awesome job. It's just I was just trying to get my my opinion out there and my voice heard. Of you know, I'm the type of person that I try to get it out there. There's a lot of people wanting to say things, but they're afraid they won't say it, or they might get labeled a troublemaker. But someone 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 has to say something, and and I said it, and I said it hopefully in a respectful way that you know I won't lose no friends or make any bad friends, or I didn't mean to harm anyone. Blaine Ford. Of course, these kinds of events don't happen in a vacuum. Status is a raw issue among our people as we struggle through an enrollment process in which more people have been denied status than have received it. Perhaps it was inevitable there would be a negative reaction when a non-Indigenous person got a key leadership role over a well-known and respected Mi'kmaq woman. And there are echoes in this dust-up of the fractures among Mi'kmaq people in western and central Newfoundland. Liz Lasaga is chief of the Flat Bay Band and has raised the possibility of separation from the Halibut First Nation. Odell Pike, on the other hand, is politically aligned with Halibut Chief Brenda Mitchell. For Jason Benoit, Chief of the Benoit First Nation and a Halibut Councillor, last week's Facebook backlash is part of a pattern of mistrust. As Halibut Councillor for port port he's used to being on the receiving end of Facebook attacks. He says he recognizes that people have the right to ask the tough questions and hold their leaders accountable but he says people assume the worst and aren't prepared to cut anyone any slack. What I would like to say to my uh, Mi'kmaq friends and family is that uh, we should do our best not to be divided. And we really need to, to remember uh, the Mi'kmaq ways of respect. We really need to do that. Um, I would ask that everybody take a moment to reflect on all the positive things that have happened so far. Um, despite of the unpopular and undesirable developments that have happened, there's still a lot of positive things that have happened. I mean, we do live in, in, 
in, in trying times, as everyone knows. And many decisions are made with good intentions, but uh, they may not be agreed, you know, with by everybody, and everybody won't agree on everything. Um, nothing wrong with questioning and, and calling out on decisions, but uh, as long as they do so without anger, I guess they're important. But it's negativity, so we do it respectfully. And in the end, we've got to remain calm because we are a family and we are a community. Uh, you know, our, our leaders and our, our, our elders in our community, uh, we're not perfect by any means, but I think the leaders always aim to do what is best for the community, the community. and that's always their best intention at heart, I think. And we have to support them. We have to trust them uh, when necessary. And we've got to provide constructive uh, feedback when, when necessary as well. I think that's, that's, that's the important thing here in all of this. Jason Benoit. So what can we take from the week that's just passed? One is that Facebook flare-ups are often caused by information vacuums. In the case of the People of the Dawn Friendship Center, those overseeing the hiring process ought to have anticipated there will be questions. It would have been helpful if the announcement of Patrick Partai's appointment had mentioned he had been hired through an independent hiring process led by Chris Shepard. But many of those in leadership positions don't have due regard for the importance of communications, especially regarding social media. Facebook in particular seemed to be a nuisance rather than the voice of the people who have the right to information. The best example of bad communications is the Halibut First Nation itself. The attitude seems to be that they can save their information and ration it out to the real media, the Western Star or NTV. There is no social media strategy. In declining to engage, the ban comes across as arrogant and ignorant of the way communications work in 2017. But do these communications failings justify reactions that are disrespectful and careless with the facts? There was a reaction against some of the crude comments on Facebook as the week wore on, a call for commentators to rein in some of the uglier statements. And then Shane Snook convened a discussion on the only grassroots discussion group, a moderated Facebook page. When some of the participants got out of hand, he deleted their content and told them to keep it respectful. We had some of the most thoughtful engagement of the week when there was a moderator keeping tabs on things. I asked Shane Snook whether moderated discussion groups can be the alternative to the anything-goes Facebook medium, a way to carry the people's point of view, but in a more respectful way. Well, it's a, it sounds like it's a fairly complex issue, but with that said, I don't know all of the specific details. Like, I didn't do all my homework. I didn't verify a lot of the things that were mentioned, so I can't really make any assumptions on the matter specifically. Um, with that said, um, I'm glad that there was actually a lot of reasonable um, discussions um, eventually. I'm, as far as I understand, there was a lot of like, heated debate back and forth and banter. And eventually, once people found a, a place where they could uh, have that discussion safely and in a moderated fashion, it was able to go much more uh, structured and productively. Um, do you think there's a better way to have that discussion? Because things uh, online sometimes get out of control, and then um, it's not perhaps not best for um, 
to sort out matters. Certainly. Um, like with matters like these, excuse me, with matters like this, I think it will be much better to try the direct approaches first. You know, you always go with the small steps before you go big. So um, I think that will be much more effective. But when the, the discussion does get to the public forum, um, that's why I started the Old New Grassroots Discussion Group. Um, I think it's important that people have that safe, moderated space where they can have rational discussion, debate, and planning without having to worry about just things getting swamped with the same uh, same comments over and over again or derailed the discussions and all these other problems that you have with unmoderated forums. Um, this un the problem with moderated forums, however, is that Sometimes people feel like their voice is being squelched or uh, they worry about biases and things like that. So it's not a perfect system, but I'm hoping that it's a tool to help people uh, regain those respectful conversations that we desperately need if we're going to come together and go forward. You're modeling good behavior to some extent. I'm trying. <laughs> Shane Snook. So, onward. We've got a new Friendship Center We've got information about it, and hopefully we've learned a few lessons about how to talk among ourselves. Before we go, a note that Marcus Goss is doing another petroglyph paint night, this time in Pasadena, this coming Wednesday, August 16th at 6.30 p.m. Call the venue Pasadena Place to register, 686-2135. The $40 registration fee covers all supplies. You can hear Marcus talk about Mi'kmaq petroglyphs and his paint nights on episode 25 of Mi'kmaq Matters. And that's it for the show. Thanks to Allison Baker for assistance here in the studio. Listen on SoundCloud, subscribe on iTunes, or catch us on Bay of Islands Radio, B-O-I-R dot C-A, 6 p.m. on Thursday. And check out our new Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.